This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the foam fixtures just released. We have a lot to talk about in regards to that. I also did a tweet about a week ago with my predictions for some foam players, and we're going to talk about that as well. We have a lot to get through in this episode, but before I do anything, I have to welcome back Emilio to the show. Emilio, how are you doing? It's been a little bit since we've talked. Hi there, Russ. Yes, it has been. Uh... Ages. It's been what six weeks since the uh, Premier League season finished. Uh, you know, lots happened since then. You know, you know, we've all had a welcome break from football. I've actually been enjoying the Women's World Cup. That's been quite entertaining. So that's been it has. keeping me occupied over the last week or so. Uh, the the Under Twenty One Championship starting as well. So there's a lot of football and behind the scenes taking place. But it's it's been nice to have a break from Fulham Football Club. But now that the fixtures are released, it's Gossip, speculation is going to start mounting over the coming weeks. And the players come back to uh, training this weekend, I believe. And before you know it, pre-season starts in 10 days' time. So it's, uh, you know, it's before you know it, 3rd of August, off we, off we go with Barnsley away. So not long to go. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this show because it's been a slight Fulham withdrawal symptoms. But, but <laughs> I, haven't missed, I haven't missed the last six weeks. It's nice just to have a break. It's actually been nice to have a little time away. And now we can focus on the new season as I mentioned on social media. This is our first show of the new season, so let's get going there, my friend. So let's start here. Just your opening thoughts on the fixtures. I was up at 4 a.m. my time, looking (laughs) it over, analyzing it. And I also want to mention, after we go through the fixtures and and talk about some of the individual months and we go through everything, then you and I are going to do our own predictors. So that should be fun. But what was your first thoughts when you looked at the fixtures? Um. I think overall, it's sort of, we haven't got any sort of big challenges like we had last season. Last season, I thought we had a sort of an easier, a reasonably easy start in the Premier League. But because we, we didn't hit the ground running quick enough, those games that we should have picked up points from, we didn't. And therefore, we were always playing catch up from day one. And then we had that nasty spell in February, March, when we had all the top four, top five teams at home to play. And we not predictably, we lost all of them. So... This time, the games are sort of spread more equally. Um, we've got a reasonably easier-looking start than we could have expected. But 
you know, maybe we can, I'll talk about my theory around is that a good thing or a bad thing. But overall, sure. I think the, the game, there's no easy game in the championship. There's, there's not the big gulf like in the Premier League where you've got the top six, the next five, and then the remainder of the division. I actually think there's a lot of similarities between the teams in the, in the championship. On paper, it probably looks a weaker championship than we've seen in many seasons. So there's, a, there's an opportunity for us if we can get the right plays, get the right structure. There's no reason why we can't get out of that division at the first time of asking. But overall, the fixtures look evenly spread out. There are some tricky away games, as you'd expect. But, you know, you've got to play ugly and win in this division. I think that's what we've got to learn to do. If we're going to be successful. But overall, I'm not complaining. There's, there's, you know, the end of the season is a little bit complicated, you know, but yeah. it's challenging, especially April. So we obviously need to have enough points in the bag by, by, by March time. If we won't have any chance of getting automatic promotion, or at least in the playoffs. But overall, I think, you know, Fulham fans on the whole should be quite pleased with the way the, the draw came out. I agree with that, Emilio. And the one of the things that stood out to me is basically what you just said. The teams on paper and what we know about them, again, we're going to learn more about all these teams as we get closer to the beginning of the season, is that the league is even. We know how difficult it is. No one really stands out to me. And uh, I like how everything falls. I will agree with you that I think in the second half of the season, April is hard, but I'm going to throw in March, and we'll talk about what is the mm-hmm. hardest part of the full season. You look at March, I think it's very difficult, and I think that's going to be a key part of the season as well. But when mm-hmm. I look at it, I, I'm not scared of any team, but I think any team can say the same thing about Fulham. <laughs> True. So that's what's True. interesting about it. It's so even, and I look at these teams, and say, oh, okay, Fulham can beat this team, but the fans of that team are probably saying the same thing about Fulham. So. Mm-hmm. There's no team that really scares me, Emilio. You know, it's funny because I started seeing these tweets, people predicting, and many have Leeds winning the league. Some have us, either first or second, which I find interesting as well. All these fans, you know, voting now who because of the fixtures coming out. But no one really scares me, Emilio. But I could see, you know, again, this uh, being a, a very interesting season for Fulham Football Club. Yeah, and I, and I, I, you know, I'm slightly a little bit more, you know, a little bit pessimistic at the moment. I think I need to be convinced <laughs> that we've got some more, you know, so we can retain some of our players from last season. That we can get, you know, strong championship players to really make a make a make a really a, an effort to get out of the division. But I just, you know, I just worry that we may come unstuck, especially in sort of the the left the, the away games in the in the November, December, January time. Yep. There's a hell of a lot of games in December as there normally is. Um, there's yep. you know, injuries is going to play an important part of the championship. If you stay reasonably fit from injury, like we were when we got promoted, we had a spell where we had limited injuries. That helps the balance of the squad. And and when you start winning games, you know you you got a winning mentality, and you haven't got injuries. It seems a no brainer that you'll continue to gain momentum and start winning back to back games. I think this season, you know, will be maybe a little bit different. But I think this is a weak championship. One of the weakest in you know in many in many years, and therefore is that an opportunity for us? Probably it is. So that's what I mean. Season maybe we will never do it. So you know, therefore you know, like I said, nothing. Nobody scares me, but equally, exactly. Then done. We have to win games. That's you've got to win a good twenty-five games minimum to have stand a chance of getting automatic promotion. Totally agree with that, Emilio. And I'm glad that you said it that way. No one scares you. No one scares me. But again, we're just going to have to see how this all plays out. I look at the championship and I see other seasons as being more difficult. But we'll see how it all plays out. We know how difficult the league is. So let's get into it. Let's start with the opener. Fulham are on the road. And I don't think this is such a bad thing being on the road against Barnsley. What are your thoughts? Very predictable. I th- you know, they keep saying these uh, these draws are just, you know, just automatic there's no there's no fiddling but you know I'm I'm a cynic as you know at times and you know what were the odds on Corley Fulham playing against Corley Woodrow first game of the season <laughs> you know, I had the we were playing Luton that was my prediction would have a team promoted from League One playing a team relegated from the Premier League it was so wasn't necessarily wrong in terms of logic but obviously got the wrong team but Barnsley away you've got to be winning that from day one but you know so it's it's, it's a good game small ground you know, we've won there when we, in the season we got promoted. So there's no reason why we can't get out, you know, go out there, get a win, get three points on the board and take that uh, onto Blackburn at home the following week. Again, winnable home game, albeit we've got a terrible home record in living memory against Blackburn. So, <laughs> you know, it's there's no easy game is to be. But the only the only concern I have is if you look at those fixtures in August, yep. you know, I've, I've got three victories there on paper and one defeat against Cardiff City at the end of the month. 
But if you win three of those five games, six games, that sets you up well. But that's on the proviso you hit the ground running from day one. And, you know, I said it this time last year, if you recall, I would prefer that we get the difficult games out of the way first. Okay. Whilst, whilst teams are rusty, whilst teams are still not fully fit, get have the winnable games at times when you're at full fitness, you'll get got good momentum, and then you can start, you know, you know turning those disappointing performances into good performances. And I'd rather be playing the weaker teams when you've got your momentum and confidence back rather than the top teams, which you may still lose against, even if you're playing well. So last season, we take that, for example, our opening half dozen fixtures, many of them were winnable on paper. Right. But we struggled to adjust to the Premier League. Plays were still being bought last minute. You know, Jukanovic wasn't playing some of the plays. There was a lot of disruption. And the games we should have been picking up points from, we didn't. Then we were playing the top teams that even when we were playing well, we would still lose against these teams. So therefore, it was a, it was a lose-lose situation last season. So my view is, yes, on paper, there's, there's a number of games there you'd expect to win. But if you don't make those, those games count, then you're playing catch-up. And we don't want to be doing that already in September. So there's mixed views. There's pros and cons of both. But yeah. typically, early in the season, when both teams are rusted, if Fulham are rusted, then your opposition will equally be rusted. And I'd rather be playing... A, a tougher team up front where you've got more chance to get something out of the game and let the easier looking fixtures on paper for September onwards where you've suddenly got a bit more, you've got your fitness levels back to normal and hopefully you get your confidence um, to the point where you can start taking points from those teams. That's an interesting way to look at it, though, because while you were saying it, I was thinking about a few seasons ago when Fulham opened up against Newcastle United and got a victory and Mm. that was probably a good time to play them the first yeah. match of the season. Exactly. That's actually a good way to look at it. I wasn't even thinking that way. I'm thinking, okay, Barnsley is a good way to start, get them off to a, a decent start because they're going to be rusty and other teams are going to be rusty. And maybe this is a good opportunity to get points. But when you're looking at some of the teams that we're expecting to be challenging, I don't think many of us are expecting Barnsley to. And uh, maybe a tougher opponent to start off might have been better. But, you know, again, it's – um. It's an interesting start of the season. It's funny because you just said in your predictor you had three victories in the month of August. So do I. So we're kind of on the same wavelength there. <laughs> and we both have them losing to Cardiff, which is very interesting. So you, know, so you, and, I, you and I to start off, we're, we're on yeah. the same wavelength, which, again, you know, you, you and I talked. We're going to go through our predictors at the end. And uh, it's just funny how we're starting off on this same – Playing here, but but let's um uh, let's look at this a, a little bit closer. Like we mentioned, we start on August the third away against Barnsley, then we're home on August the tenth against Blackburn. Then we're on the road the next following Saturday, August seventeenth, at the John Smith Stadium to face Huddersfield Town. That's followed up Wednesday, <clears throat> August twenty first, at home at Craven Cottage against Millwall, and then we are home against. Nottingham Forest on August 24th. And then the end of the month, it ends with like we've both have been talking. We're both predicting a loss already. We could, <laughs> spoiler alert, August 31st away to Cardiff City. So that's the first month. So I guess we can summarize. Both of us feel that there's an opportunity to get at least three victories here. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Barnsley away. The Barnsley will be coming out there all guns blazing. They've got a point to prove. They've they've bounced back to the championship for the first time of asking. So as far as they're concerned, they, they you know this is a big game for them against a, a team that's just been relegated from the Premier League. They will, they will fancy their chances. They might get Fulham on an off day, a bit rusty. Like I said, whereas if we were playing Huddersfield or Cardiff on the first game of the season, you know, I'd rather be playing Barnsley when, the, when I, I expect Barnsley to struggle next season. So therefore I'd expect yep. I'd rather be playing Barnsley in November, December, when they've got a few injuries and when you can, you know, can bank on getting three points rather than in the opening game of the season when you both come back from pre-season, both on the season afresh. And it's, I think it's a lottery. It's a bit like a cup tie first game of the season. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. So I'd rather be, so I, hence I'd rather be playing bigger teams up front and try to get them off the list and then start to pick up points in this, you know, month two, three and four where you, you'd be expected to comfortably win. But, you know, August, those three games, we've got three at home, three away. Win your home games in this division. I think you'll be, you, you know, you've got a great chance to get out of this division. Okay, excellent. Well, let's move forward to September. Let's see what you have for there, Emilio. Fulham are home against West Brom, who I think is probably one of the teams that are going to mm. be challenging 
to get automatic promotion. That is on Saturday, September 14th. That's followed up uh, Fulham away to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, September 21st. And to end the month, Fulham are back at Craven Cottage to face Wigan Athletic on Saturday, September 28th. So what do you have here for the month of September? So I, I, I predict us to be unbeaten that month, but not to set the world alight again. I, the, the theme across my season is, you know, basically I'm, pre- I'm predicting based on current state. So I think the view is if we assume some of the, the, the players that are going to leave the club and some of the speculation that's taking place, you know, I've based it based on what I believe will be, you know, the starting 15 to 20 players in the squad, albeit it's going to change in the next few weeks when, when new players will come and, and, old, and existing players will go. But I've got an unbeaten in September. West Brom, I believe, will be one of the teams challenging for promotion next season. So I think I've got a draw in that game. And, you know, uh, you know, should maybe pick up a point away to Sheffield Wednesday and, and should be beating the likes of Wigan at home. So unbeaten in September, but again, not setting the world alight. Okay, interesting. I have us beating West Brom. I actually have us losing to Sheffield Wednesday, but I have us beating Wigan. So I have six points. So that's very interesting there, Miller. So we're not that far off for the month of September. Let's move on to the month of October. Let's, Let's take a look at that. It opens up with, on October 1st, Fulmar away against Reading. Then that's followed up on Saturday, October 5th, against Charlton Athletic at home. A couple of weeks later, Fulham are on the road again on Saturday, October 19th to face Stoke City. And uh, that's followed up. Fulham will play Wednesday, October 23rd at home against Lutontown. And the month ends. Fulham on the road at the Riverside Stadium against Middlesbrough. That's always a hard place. That's on Saturday, October 28th. Your thoughts on the month of October? Yeah, I have. Well, this month has been one of our most challenging months, funnily enough. I think you've got those three away games. Uh, you know, never easy to go away to Reading. Stoke away has never been a game, you know, ground that we've always been successful at. And, and we don't often do well away to Middlesbrough either. Be, we did beat them a couple of seasons ago. That was a late winner, if I recall. But, you know, I see us, you know, losing away to Stoke and Middlesbrough and, you know, winning at home to Red uh, Luton and Childers. So really, it's a... Again, another mixed month, to be honest. You know, a 50-50 win-lose ratio, as far as I'm concerned. But that's, an, that's a difficult month. You, you know, those three, those three away games aren't easy. But, you, you know, to be successful no. as, from, away from home, you've got to start grinding out results against some of those teams. And those you know, Stoke and Middlesbrough away aren't easy grounds to go and get wins from. So, um, yeah, I think we might struggle in October. Okay. And I'm kind of there with you. I see Fulham losing to Stoke City and maybe grinding out a draw against Middlesbrough. They've done that before, and they've actually, uh, you know, again, it's been a, a mixed bag. At, that's a tough place to play, but I see mm. potentially a draw. I think the big one for me is I think you need to win at, at the Modeski. I, so mm. I, I, I'm putting a victory. That's maybe a little little bit of a leap of faith there that they can beat Reading. So, but I see absolutely where you're going on that, my friend. So it, that's going to be a challenging month. There's no question about that. So let's move on to the month of November. It starts off at home, Saturday, November 2nd, against Hull City. That's followed up the next Saturday against Birmingham City away at St. Andrews. Um, Followed up then, Fulham have a match at home, uh, West London Derby against QPR. That's Saturday, November 23rd. Then followed up quickly after that on Tuesday, November 26 former facing Derby County at home and the month ends on say November 30th against Swansea City away which I think is going to be a very difficult match your thoughts about November um not not too bad on the whole to be I think the only thing I worry about typically any season for that matter is is playing back-to-back home games or away games that matter within three or four days so you've got yep. the the QPR and Derby games within three to four, three three four days of each other I, I yes. don't we don't often do well and win those two, two games back to back. So, so I worry that you know you, we can come off a high and beating QPR on the twenty third, but then I've got that we might lose at home to Derby a few days later, which might upset a few Fulham fans because of the history we have with the club. But uh, right again, you know, even, even in August you've got you've got Millwall and Nottingham Forest back to back at home. Yes, uh, you know, on 21st. so again. You know, I don't like these 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 close games back to back home or away because you know it's difficult to to expect to win both. 
unless you're actually on top form. So, you know, I've got that again as a mixed month. You know, there's a couple okay. of games we should be winning in November, but, you know, the Swansea away in Birmingham away, again, not easy grounds to go and pick up points from. You know, they, you know, no no championship team is in it too easy to beat away from home. But, you know, we to be successful, we need to get a good good 10 victories on the road minimum out of nine, out of, um, was it out of 18? Sorry, out of 23. So it's, uh, you know, we need to start winning. So you need, but not an easy month, but I think October is a, on paper is a little bit more challenging, especially with those away fixtures. But November, I think there's, there's opportunities to pick up points. Absolutely. And that's the way I look at it. But I'm glad that you brought up these back-to-back home matches when you play on a Saturday and then you follow that up a few days later. I, th- I think it's difficult, but I think that's something that they're going to have to do if they want automatic promotion. If If, if they want to get promoted instead of going through the playoffs they're going to have to win these back-to-backs especially at Mm -hmm. home so that's something that i'm looking at and i'm glad that you point that out my friend but it's funny because uh a team that i i do fear is swansea city i I fear teams like west brom swansea city but not like i have teams in the past i still think there's opportunities for Mm -hmm. fulham to get points there but it's the month that i agree with you that they can get more points than potentially, like you mentioned, in October, I think is a little bit more difficult. All right, let's move on to December. And this starts off with a team that has given Fulham all kinds of fits. Mm. You can agree with me on this. Mm. Saturday, December 7th, Fulham are home against Bristol City. And this is a team that I'm not looking forward to Fulham <laughs> playing. Home or away, very difficult opponent. Mm. And that's followed up on the road at Deepdale on Tuesday against Preston North End. Mm. Then Fulham are away. Another West London derby against a team that I can't stand. Brentford, <laughs> Saturday, December 14th. That's followed up next Saturday after that, Saturday, December 21st. Fulham will play Leeds United at home. And then we have Boxing Day. Fulham are on the road to face Luton Town. And the month ends... Sunday, December 29th, at home against Stoke City. Thoughts on the month of December? Grueling, by the way. You know, you've got six games in a month, including if you look at Swansea's game in November, that's the 30th of November. So effectively, you've got seven games in 32 days. That's a horrendous schedule, and it all comes down to fitness and injuries. You know, when it comes to December, you've got Christmas, got the new year, but the, fi- the fixture list isn't, re- isn't relenting. It's, you've got you know, games coming in thick and fast. If you've got injuries or you haven't got a big enough squad, you're in deep in deep trouble. And those games, are, they're, they're tricky games there. Bristol City at home, we never do well against. Um, Preston away, you know, Preston are a funny team. They went last season, went through a very good spell. Then they went through, you know, a number of defeats back to back. And then they came back and recovered last set of the season. Brentford away, never easy. And Leeds, Leeds, you don't know what you're going to get at, at times. And Luton, there's an unknown on Boxing Day and Stoke at home. So, you know, I've got sort of a period from the end of November into the middle of December as five games without a victory from wow. Derby to Brentford inclusive. So I've got Derby and Brentford as defeats on paper and draws against Swansea, Bristol City and Preston. So that gives you a potentially a five game, you know, five games without a win. And then you, I've got wins at home against uh, Stoke and Leeds. So again, mixed bag. But what's quite clear from where I'm from, what I'm seeing is that home form. You know, I expect us to be strong at home next season. Will be difficult to beat, but whether we've got enough quality depth to to start winning away from home, that's that's where I think we might come a little bit unstuck next season. So, um, but yeah, but December has got to be grueling just because of the pure number of games and the risk of injuries. Okay, well, when I look at December, I'm going to focus on these four matches, Emilio. That stand out to me. I've already mentioned Bristol City. I have that as a point, but I know it's still going to be difficult playing this team. Mm. They're oh, they always play Fulham tough in recent history. Then they go on the road to uh, face Preston North End. I am given that as a Fulham victory, but that certainly is going to be difficult following up going on the road in midweek, a long distance. And then, of course, you've got Brentford on the road, uh, I'm penciling that in as a draw, and maybe that's wishful thinking because I think Fulham season, and we could talk about this when we go through our final mm-hmm. predictions on the fixtures where we see Fulham ending up very early on here. We're, we're doing this in June. I think the uh, London derbies are going to be key. 
I, I think that's going to be the difference for me. But I pencil in a point, and we'll see what happens. And then you follow that up at home against Leeds United. And we know Leeds United is going to be one of the stronger teams. Mm. But I think Fulham can beat Leeds United. So the month of December, like you mentioned, all the matches coming through, it's going to be hard. But uh, I think there's an opportunity there. Maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic than you for December because I think there's chances to get points. But we shall see. All right. Then let's start the new year. In January, January 2020, it starts on January 1st, Fulmer home against Reading. That's followed up Saturday, January 11th against Hull City away. I can't stand Hull City. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's followed up the following Saturday, January 18th at home against Middlesbrough. We know they're going to be a difficult opponent. And then the month ends of January against Charlton Athletic at the Valley away Saturday, January 25th. Your thoughts on January? Again, on paper, you look at those fixtures and, you know, there's what's stopping us getting 12 points out of 12, but I'm actually being a little bit more conservative here. You know, I I see us beating Reading at home, you know, know, but I I see us struggling away to Hull. You know, I've got us to lose at Hull City away and draws against Middlesbrough and Charlton. So, um, again, I'm being a little bit more conservative here, but you know, as a neutral, you'd look at those four games and thinking, well, what's stopping a former a Premier League team with aspirations to get promoted not to win all four of those? But the Championship is difficult. Winter, not the best time of months to play. You've got the FA Cup in between the Reading and the Hull game. That, you know, that will be a distraction as well. So, you know, there's, again, what's common theme throughout all these months is that, you know, we'll, we'll win some and we'll draw some. Maybe the defeat here and there. But I don't see us... You know, being having a spectacular month again. I just, I just worry about how, 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 depth, how much depth we've got in the squad, okay. and how will Scott Parker handle playing, you know, away from home in the cold winter months, midweek games, you know, and how we set up for those, those. Sort of, that's what, that's what I have reservations about at the moment, and uh, but hence maybe being a little bit sort of less bullish about some of these these games for next season. Okay, well. This month, I'm glad that you mentioned this because I think these are all winnable matches, including Middlesbrough, who I know is going to be a difficult opponent. You have to beat Reading. So I, I have that down as a victory. I'm not going to uh, give anything else than a victory against Hull City wherever Fulham are playing because I can't stand Hull City. So I'm going to have that down as a victory. I, I still think they can beat Hull City regardless. Charlton Athletic, I think, is an opportunity. I think they can get three points, and I pencil down – Middlesbrough as a draw. So I'm a little bullish on January. But again, you bring up some valid points that uh, it's just starting to get cold. Can they get these victories? I have it down as 10 points for the month, but we shall see, my friend. Okay, let's move to February, which is extremely busy, my friend. Let's get to it. Let's start with Saturday, February 1st. Fulham our home against Huddersfield Town. That's followed up the next Saturday, Saturday, February 8th. On the road, Fulham will be facing Blackburn at Ewood Park. That's followed up a few days later. On the road, Fulham will be facing Millwall. That's followed up at home against Barnsley. Then Fulham are away against Derby County. After that, Fulham are home against Swansea City. And Fulham end the month at home against Preston North End. Your thoughts on a very busy February. Mm, very busy, very. There's a game on average every four, on average every four days. So seven games in twenty nine days. A leap year next year. So that's a, a tough schedule for any team. Whether you're a Wolverhampton Wanderers from the season before last, or whether you're a Fulham from the from the Premier League, that's a difficult set of fixtures. But on paper, you know, the only the only one that worries me is Derby away. You know, Huddersfield yes. at home, Barnsley at home, Swansea and Preston. What's stopping us getting three victories from those four? And hopefully picking up a win away to Blackburn, Millwall, and you know I've got I've got us losing away to Derby. I running. Mean, I've actually got us so losing home and away to Derby, which might, like I said, will upset full of fans. But uh, <laughs> overall, you know, I, I, I've got you know three three victories at home there, two and three and three draws with a defeat at Derby. So again, a, a great opportunity to pick up points. But how can you know will we cope with playing four games? Well, sorry, one game every four days. That's a, that's a challenge because it's a tough schedule. Absolutely, Emilio. It's funny because you were talking about some of these back-to-backs. Mm. Well, let's look at these back-to-backs. 
Tuesday, February 25th, Fulmer facing Swansea City at home. That's followed up four days later, Saturday, February 29th, facing mm. Preston North End at home. Now, the matches are at home, but these back-to-backs are difficult. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the end of the day, you've, you've always got a target, especially the home games, you've got a target minimum of four points from those two games. Right. And if you don't win your home games, you get anything less than two victories or, or, you know, less than three points, then you've got a problem. Then you're relying on your away form. And traditionally, Fulham's away form isn't, over, you know, year on year isn't particularly impressive. So that's why get the right balance, get the right depth in the squad. Try to steer clear from injuries if you can, and uh, you've got more of a chance to pick up, you know, at least four points from those two back-to-back games. But yep. then you look on the reverse side earlier in the month. You've got Blackburn on the eighth and Millwall on the twelfth, both away from home. So right, there's a risk you lose both of those. So then that puts further pressure on your home form. So it's a, uh, it's never, it's it's relentless. The championship it is. is relentless, and you've got you've got to be mentally prepared, having the right squad. You know, fingers crossed. You've got relatively limited injuries but also having the right coach to get you through through the good times as well as the bad times. So, uh, so yeah, difficult month, purely pure by sheer volume of game, not necessarily the quality of opponent. Right. And the way I look at it, like you said, it's difficult, but it's doable. And mm. there are matches that they need to win, Emilio, because I'm looking at Huddersfield Town at home. We've already talked about the home matches against Swansea City and Preston North End. Like you said, the back-to-backs, if you get four points, and that's actually how I have it right now, that's mm. not so bad, honestly. Uh, so this is a month where there are a lot of matches, but I see it as an opportunity. If they're going to make a move for automatic promotion, I think this is where it has to happen because I think the matches get more difficult mm. in the upcoming months, and we're going to go through that in just a bit. All right, my friend, let's move on. Let's talk about the month that I think is – the most challenging. I could be wrong about this because I think April is difficult as well. I think March is the most difficult part, and uh, I'm going to go through it, and I'll explain why. Okay, here we go. March opens up away on the road against Bristol City Saturday, March 7th. That's followed up home, West London Derby, Saturday, March 14th against Brentford. Followed up a few days later, Fulham are on the road Wednesday, March 18th, to face Leeds United. And the month ends away Saturday, March 21st, mm-hmm. against QPR. Emilio, Fulham could lose all four of these matches. That's mm-hmm. why I think this is a difficult part of the season. That's why I'm looking at this month, and I'm a little bit concerned. Your thoughts? I think the fact that we've got three away games out of four is is the worry. And there's obviously there's an assumption here that we may somewhat was a struggle away from home, but we may it's difficult to go to the championship and win those win these games away from home. But if I actually combine March, April and the last game against Wigan, there's ten games there which six are away from home. So the run in, if you include the last ten games yep. of the season, is you've got six away games to contend with. You know, so therefore you you the pressure is in the preceding five, six months, you've got to win those, get as many points from home, you know, from those home games and pick up much needed victories away from home. Then it takes away the pressure in that running. But if you haven't got enough points on the board by end of Feb, you know, you've got, you've got, you've got the, A, the challenge of a run in, right. You may not be in form. You may still have injuries and you've also got more away games and home games that all combines to make it a quite a challenging sort of two month period. But March three away games out of four on paper, all difficult. But I've actually, I've actually got a away, away victory at QPR and a home victory against Brentford with a wow. four away from City. So I've actually got a good outcome. April, I've got a less impressive record, <laughs> you know, points tallied. Because I just find if you actually, those last 10 games yep. aren't easy. And I, I feel the last 10 games in the Championship are similar to the, the, the February-March schedule in the Premier League last season where we had all the top teams at home. Yes, we knew we weren't going to get any points from those games, so therefore okay. the challenge was pick up points before February last season. We didn't do that, therefore what's likely we're going to be the top six teams zero. Therefore, you go into March April time, we were effectively relegated. So we have to be in a position where we're knocking on the door for automatic promotion or playoff by end of Feb. I so agree with that. We've got a chance. Otherwise, if you're not in that reckoning by the end of Feb, then. The, the March-April schedule is pretty tough with those six away games, which might rule out um, any chances of getting promoted next season. 
it's difficult. That's why I really put a lot of stock into February and being in, in the right position because I look at March and I see it as being the most difficult part. It, but April's difficult as well. I actually have in March Fulham getting another draw against Brentford at home. People are going to hate me for saying that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the history shows that. And then, but I do see getting a victory against QPR. So that's the way I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of looking at it. Uh, I see them beating QPR away, but you know, getting a draw against um, Brentford and losing to Bristol City and Leeds United. I just see that as two extremely difficult matches. But <laughs> Fulham have gotten some draws at Leeds United, so that's uh, a possibility of getting some points as well. All right, let's finish up with April and we'll. Also throw in the last match of the season in May, which is the final match. So let's talk about April. Start off. We start off with Saturday, April 4th, Emilio, Fulham, our home against Birmingham City. That's followed up by facing away Friday, April the 10th. Fulham will go to Nottingham Forest at the city ground. And that's followed up just a few days later. On Monday, April 13th, Fulham will be facing Cardiff City at home. And after that, Fulham will be away, which I think is one of the most difficult (laughs) matches of the season, Saturday, April 18th, at the Hawthorns against West Brom. And that could be a pivotal match, my friend. Mm. And the month ends Saturday, April 25th, against Sheffield Wednesday. The season ends Saturday, May 2nd, at the DW Stadium, away against Wigan Athletic. So let's talk about April and the final match, which is in May, against Wigan Athletic. You know, those middle games in March, in April, the Forest, Cardiff and West Brom, they're, all three are tough. You know, going away to Forest on Good Friday and you know, then, then playing Cardiff on a bank holiday Easter Monday, followed by Cardiff uh, West Brom the following Saturday. Those three games are tough. And, you know, um, you could argue that, you know, they're all games not winnable games they're all games we can actually lose and I've actually got us losing away to Forest and losing away to West Brom and and gra- you know, grabbing a point against Cardiff so one point out from those three games isn't good enough that is not promotion no. play, uh, you know quality so you know April difficult Birmingham at home we traditionally always lose you know historically a terrible record Sheffield Wednesday you don't really know what team you're going to get they're a bit like Jekyll and Hyde but you know those those middle three games on paper, you, you wouldn't like playing Forest at any time of the season away from home. Nobody likes playing Cardiff at home, although we beat them last season and yep. almost condemned them to the, to the championship. And West Brom will be there or thereabouts as well with us. So you know to, the fact that we've got them back to back over th- over a week that that worries me. That worries me. That just again, that's you know people may say we've got the nice balance of fixtures across the season. Yes, but. Those are three teams you don't want to be playing week in, week out, and you've still got points to 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 pick up to give yourself a chance. If you're in the automatic promotion, you need to consolidate it. That's a different story. But if you're chasing points and you've got those teams to play, that that might that might be a problem. Hence, we have to pick up enough points by the end of February to ease the pressure in the last ten games of the season. It's a very good point there, Miller, because I'm looking at it right now. You look at April 10th, which is a Friday. And then you go forward to Saturday, April 18th, you got three matches, Nottingham Forest, Cardiff City, and West Brom. And the middle one is Cardiff City at home. It's difficult. But, uh, again, if they want to be where we want them to be, this is when they're going to have to get the points against these uh, difficult opponents during these tough stretches. So I see where you're going on that. It's funny because I'm, I'm looking at what I predicted for April, and I have a victory against Birmingham City getting a point away against Nottingham Forest, getting all three against Cardiff City, losing to West Brom, and getting all three against Sheffield Wednesday. But Sheffield Wednesday is a, a club, Emil, you and I both know, kind mm. of like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get with them. It could mm. be a good season. It could be a bad season. Yeah, so yeah. they're the wild card. We don't know what to expect. But, again, on paper, this is what I'm going with. And then we end the season against Wigan. Your thoughts about that one? You know, a nice fixture to have, small ground. I'd expect I've got us to go out there and, and pick up three points. I think we normally do quite well against Wigan, so I'm not worried about that final game of the season. It's just April and and March. You know, there's too many losable games there. That's the right definition. You know, we could talk about winnable games, but there's a lot of losable games in those two months. Yep. And you know, if you haven't got enough points on the board and you aren't playing with a level of 
fluidity that you'd expect for a team who's challenging for automatic promotion, then you know you can come unstuck very easily. They're, those three games, Forest, Cardiff, and West Brom back to back, I wouldn't want to be playing them in a week. I'd rather be playing them across the season. But if you want to get promoted out of this division, you've got to you've got to win ugly, like Brighton did a few years and got That's promoted. Right. And, you know, beat these teams. Otherwise, you don't deserve to be promoted. Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, let's now just look at it as a whole. We've already kind of talked about it. Where do you see the most difficult part of the season? Um, I still, I, you know, I still believe it's, it's, it's March and April. I think those, you know, six, you know the, the, end, the end, the last two months, the run in there, you've got six away games out of, out of the ten, and all those away games are tough. You know, Leeds, Bristol City, Nottingham Forest, West Brom. You know, you've got Wigan there as well. QPR, none of the, only QPR and Wigan are sort of more winnable than the other. The other four, you expect to be losing those. So the running isn't easy. It isn't easy okay. as far as I'm concerned, you know. I think, but, you know, the, but generally those months and also De- I think December is, is grueling. Because yep. then you look at Bert- November is grueling as well. There's no easy month. But my worries are running. Those 10 games that are tough. Okay, very good. And I've already penciled in as the hardest month being March, but I see where you're going in April because that could be a, a difficult stretch. But I think that's a part of the season where we need Fulham to step up and get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And But I agree with you, Emilio. Before that, we've already talked about February as a key month. But let me ask you, is there an easy part of this schedule here? Ironically, it's probably the the start of the season. <laughs> on paper, which is goes back to my logic earlier on. You know, you could argue on paper August looks yeah. quite a comfortable month. You know, if you take away the Cardiff game, those five other five games, if you had those spread across the season, you'd expect to win all those five. I mean, that's okay. Barnsley, Blackburn, maybe Huddersfield, Wilmot, and Forest. You, you'd be wanting to win those games, but. The fact that you've got them back to back, either we have an amazing start, we win five games back to back, or we do what we did when we last got relegated a few seasons back and we had, I think we lost seven games on the spin against teams you'd be expecting to win. I remember the season we got relegated under McGath in August. I think we lost to Millwall in August on the Wednesday night, but we also lost the home game on the Saturday preceding that. I can't remember who we played. Again, back to back games at home. Yep. teams you'd expect to be winning against after being relegated from Premier League, and no, we lost to them both. So if you're not ready to hit the ground running, those easy-looking games, we can end up losing valuable points, and, that's, and that puts further pressure on subsequent months. So hence, I'd rather have been playing West Brom and Cardiff <laughs> away from home up front. I, I hear you now. I understand where you're going on that. November, playing Blackburn at home in, in October, January, those months, rather than playing the tougher games when get them both, out of the way in the beginning yeah i want to get them out of the way and learn from your mistakes if you fail to beat them rather rather than losing <laughs> to blandly and then you've lost another three three valuable points i definitely understand your logic there my friend but i agree with you i think the easiest part of the season just on paper is the beginning of the season but it could be a a point where you know you're looking at it you're thinking this is where it needs to be done but you bring up an argument that uh, if they don't do well beginning of the season they are behind the eight ball so mm. it might look easy but they need to take advantage of that all right let me ask you what match are you most looking forward to well my thing's a good question um i'd like to see a new team i like you know luton town i think there's been obviously you know playing luton and charlton you know charlton, you know again london derby with charlton I think, you know i'm glad to see some of these sort of former big teams all coming back into the championship but uh but again there's no, it's not an exciting championship. I can't, I don't know what it is. You haven't got sort of attractive games like Norwich City away, you know, the rivalry with Aston Villa. You know, you've yeah. got miserable ties there. You know, I don't think nothing really excites me, to be totally frank. You know, I think, you know, you take away the London, you know, you've got QPR, Brentford, Charlton, there's London derbies, Millwall, there's a few London derbies there, but nothing really excites me. I'm, I'm actually struggling to get motivated for this season. Yes, I love the Fred championship, it's exciting, but. Yeah. We have to be take a step back and realise we haven't got Jukanovic, you know, managing the team. We don't know what we're going to get under Scott Parker. Therefore, we can either be in for an exciting season or we can end up with a Tony Pulis-style season where we don't know what we're going to get and end up being bored to death going to watch the game. So it's it's still a little bit unknown. Yeah, I'd like to see the makeup of our team first to see what sort of system yep. Parker is looking to play, and then I might get a little bit more excited. But there's not really anything that really grabs me there. 
to be honest. There's no, there's no wonderful. There's ties. no Newcastle just, United. No, um, there is a really big team there. You know, no, I'm not doing a disservice to any of the teams, but it's just there's nothing there that really excites me. I just think we've just got to get a job done if we want to get promoted. Yeah, you know, win ugly if we need to, and just get the hell out of this division. But you know, <laughs> if we don't do that early and pick up points, then you know, we're not, it's not going to be the most exciting season because there's not really many attractive fixtures there. I understand where you're going on that, my friend, because when I'm looking at it, it's funny because when Aston Villa beat Derby County, you're thinking about it. I was looking at it from a Fulham perspective. Mm. Do Fulham benefit? Which way do they benefit more? And I thought they benefited more with Aston Villa gaining promotion. I agree. And yeah. Okay, so, you know, I understand everyone's feelings on Derby County. They are warranted, absolutely warranted. But when you look at it, when you we just went through the fixtures, and I'm trying to look at a team that scares me. And the teams that scare me are Middlesbrough, West Brom, Swansea City, and Stoke City. But these are all still winnable matches. There's not a mm-hmm. team that I, I'm looking on paper that can just blow us away. Mm-hmm. So that to me, you know, and again, I understand. That's why I asked you which one are you most looking forward to because there really isn't that team right now. No, so no. I, I do get where you're going on that, my friend. All right. Before we talk about some of the predictions I made on Twitter, let's talk about predictions you and I made before we did this show. You predicted a point total. I did the same thing. Again, we understand anyone listening. We're doing this in June. The teams have not been, you know, formulated at all. So we're just doing this on paper. Emilio, I'll start with you. Give me your totals here. Okay, that's a lot to your point, Russ. You know, based on who we expect still to be playing for the team. Yeah, we have based no idea. On what, what we assume will be typical, you know, tough games, you know, from historically and, you know, from what we've seen in the last few seasons. You know, I've got Fulham accumulating 74 points, which is okay. enough to, to get into the playoffs with 19 victories, 17 draws, and 10 defeats. So the theme for me is. We might become the draw draw specialist in the division. We may, you know, we we won't win more than half the games. We we're difficult to beat, but we might be. We might, again, I keep using the analogy: Are we going to be like Derby County from last season? You know, not setting the world alight, picking up wins here and there, not being easy to to play against. But I think we're going to see a lot of draws. You know, I see us being set up quite conservatively under Scott Parker. Therefore. You know, hopefully I'm proved wrong, but I, I see us, you know, having an unspectacular season, albeit we might get to top six to top eight. Okay. 74 points based on my you know, my quick, you know, theory and logic going through the fixtures isn't going to be enough to get us into the playoffs. Okay. Very good there, my friend. All right. I am an optimist. You know I'm, a, I'm an optimist, <laughs> so I'm going to be optimistic here. And as I've already said, this is on paper. The team's... have not been put together yet, so we'll have to see how it all plays out, but we're playing this game right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it this way, my friend. I actually have Fulham having 90 points. Wow. Okay? I I break it down this way. 26 wins, 12 draws, 8 losses. So we're not that different when it comes to the losses. I think it's the draws that Mm -hmm. is the difference here. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm basing my prediction right now on one player and if this player does not stay with Fulham then I'm probably going to be proven wrong here and that's Alexander Mitrovic you need goals in this division in the championship if he stays with Fulham I think my prediction could potentially come true so that's why I'm looking at 90 points I am being extremely optimistic and people probably going to say what are you doing but anyone that knows me this is who I am, and I'd see an opportunity here. Emilio, like you said, who is the team that scares you? There isn't a team. Mm, no. But we also don't know, you know, exactly how Fulham are going to react under Scott Parker. But I do know some of the players that are, go- that are going to be involved. We're talking about some of the championship players from two seasons ago. They're still going to be there. Mm. And that's what also gives me hope. And if Mitrovic is still there, that gives me hope. They do need to add. They do need to strengthen they're going to lose some players but i have a good feeling about this twofold like i said it has to do with the league itself no team really scares me and if phone can hold on to metro i think there's an opportunity for 90 
So we shall see. But that's my prediction. What What are your thoughts about my optimism? You know, we, we know how optimistic you are. Normally, I tend to be fairly, you know, reasonably optimistic when necessary. I just feel, I still believe, I've said it at the end of last season, yep. um, that, you know, I, I don't think Mitrovic will leave. I think he's on a good salary. Yep. Um, he hasn't necessarily proved himself to be a top Premier League player last season. A lot of people say because he didn't play in a good team, but I thought he had enough chances the second half of last season to have scared defences and goalkeepers more than he did. He, he was way off target on a number of occasions. Should have scored another half dozen goals in the second half of the season and didn't. And there could be there could be a number of factors for that. It's confidence. It could be the style of football we played under Ranieri and also under Parker. Now this is the thing: is Mitrovic was successful playing under Jukanovic style of football. How will he cope under under Scott Parker's structure? We don't we don't actually know how Scott Parker's going to get his team to be set up and, and playing. Will that fit the way Mitro plays? And so therefore we're assuming. We all see the Mitrovic next season as we did under Jukanovic. If we play a different setup, different system, we might not get the same end results. That's why I'm a little bit nervous around is he the right man to play under Scott Parker? So only time will tell whether he'll stay. I'd love him to stay, but you know, is he critical for our success? I'm not sure he is yet because at the end of the day, it all depends how does Scott Parker want to set up his team and does he see Mitrovic as being paramount to the success of the team? You know, that only time will tell in the next few weeks. But if we if he's as successful as he was under Jukanovic and bangs in the goals, then yep. yes, we've got a great chance to get out of this division. But this, like I've said, is the weakest championship team or you know, number of teams I've seen in many, many seasons. Therefore, right. I see a lot of teams picking points off each other. So West Brom, Cardiff, they'll all be taking points off each other. You know, there's right. a lot of similar teams in this division. Equal level of strength, quality, or lack of quality for that matter. So therefore, you'll be seeing teams... You know, beating each other, so there'll be no consistency. There. I don't think you're going to sure. get a Wolverhampton Wanderers next season. You know, running away with the league. Right, I agree with you. I don't see that. I don't see that at the moment. Unless a team comes left field and surprises us, but there's a lot of the Stokes, West Broms, Cardiff. Right. You know, they're all fairly similar. Right, taking points of each other. So I don't, I don't see a spectacular team there, which might, 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 might favour us to be honest. Like I said, if and that's kind of where I'm going there. on this, Emilio, because there isn't a Wolves. I don't think. I mentioned Newcastle. There, there aren't no, there those isn't. types of teams. There isn't this season, and good opportunity for us. But right, it's all about depth of squad. You know, you know, we hit the ground running from day one. Get those points on the board and, and set the you know set ourselves up as we mean to go on. But yep. easier said than done at this division, right. where I see a lot of points being taken off one another. So therefore, I think it's it could you know eight you know low score could get you automatic promotion this season. Could. Could I, I also want to mention, I, I think a key to my prediction will be how Fulham do in these London derbies, mm. especially against Brentford. I think it's going to be massive because I, th- I thought that was a, a hindrance last time yeah. in the championship. You know, that was, you know, that could have been the difference if you look at it. So I think those key London derbies are something to watch because uh, they're difficult, but Fulham need to really, get as many points as, as they can against these teams in London. They really do. Yeah. All right. You've already nicely transitioned us to talk about some of my predictions, which I made on Twitter. I actually did a poll, Emilio. You, you've already got to start talking about Mitro. So you think Mitro stays. I agree with you. I, that was one of my predictions because I, I'm not buying the speculation with Mitro. I actually think he stays. The poll I did mm-hmm. – yeah, actually, let me just check the results of the poll. Of course, I can't. I can't find the results of how many people at at this point did the poll. But it was sixty three percent believed that Mitro was going to stay, and thirty seven percent thought that he was going to leave. Which which is interesting. What what are your thoughts about the actual poll that I did? Yeah, it is very interesting. You know, I still I still firmly believe that he is likely to stay. You know, I don't. You know, I don't think he suits. The Premier League pace, or, yep. you know, I think he'd be better suited. I've seen him some links with Spanish teams. He'd be better suited to playing in the Spanish or the Italian league. Something yep. a little bit slower where he can use his body strength and body build to hold up play well. But he struggled at times with the pace of the of the Premier League, and so did yep. he. As did he when he played at Newcastle United a few seasons ago. So there's some common themes here. So if we can retain his services for for next season, great because we know he's a you know top goal scorer. And then, but equally, is he? Is he? I, I think it's 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 still fifty fifty whether he'll go. But okay. ultimately, he's got to realize he's on a good salary. He loves London. 
loves the club and therefore he's, and he's still young as well. He's still got plenty of years yeah. ahead of him. So prove prove yourself, get us out of this division, and then you can give yourself another another chance to compete in the Premier League, and we'll give you better better quality service if we do get promoted. But right. I still believe he'll stay. I, 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 so I do I. And uh, I just want to mention that this poll I did on the Facebook page had 535 votes. So this, this is a good amount of votes. It's 63% to 37%, as I mentioned before. All right, that was my first prediction. My second was that John Michael Seri will leave Fulham. And th- I did this, uh, I want to say, about four or five days ago, Emilio. And mm. there's already speculation with the team that is close to your heart, along with Fulham, is Napoli. He's There's mm. speculation with, with mm. Seri leaving for for uh, Napoli. I have him leaving. Well, what are your thoughts? I think it's, it's it's a win-win for both teams. So, you know, so it's not often I can be happy for a good outcome for Fulham and a good outcome for Napoli. So despite <laughs> what people think of Seri, he's a very talented and very good player. And I actually feel that he'll do a very good job in that Napoli team. Napoli need somebody in that midfield to take control. He's got a good, good part, set of passing skills, which we didn't really quite see at Fulham often enough. Yeah. And I actually think he's better suited to playing in Italy and Spain and Napoli will benefit from his services as will Fulham selling him on to Napoli. So win-win for both as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He will leave Fulham. That goes without saying. And if, and if, 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 I think if, that's if, a good spot for him. You know, good spot. Inter Milan are also, and Conte's taken the job at Inter Milan. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been linked to Seri. I, I, I you know, I think too. Seri's a good player. He's not a bad player overnight. It's just unfortunate that we didn't see the best of him. And there's, there's, there's a number of reasons for that, which we've, t- we've talked about sure. numerous times last season. But yeah, win-win. If he leaves Fulham and goes to my club, Napoli in Italy, I'll be happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> okay, my friend. My next prediction was that Anguissa will leave. Mm-hmm. And I've already seen speculation with him. So what are your thoughts about this? It's funny because I would like him to stay. I think he could do a job in the championship, but I think Fulham are going to sell him. What, what are your thoughts? I don't know what to read of this one, to to be totally honest. You know, I was, you know, how I was very critical of him, be, you know, before Christmas when he was, he was awful, absolutely awful. But since he came out from injury, he's he's, he's just he's been outstanding. He's probably our best player the last three months of the season. So I'd be disappointed to see him go. I think he can actually do a very good job in the championship. But I can understand why he'd want to leave him and maybe play back in a, a top level club, maybe in another country. But you know, but. I think he will still stay. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure Fulham will sell him at a significant loss, in which case I think Scott Parker may be able to convince him to give a crack in the championship, use his body strength and build, which is going to be key in the championship. And I think he, he, he'd be well suited for the, for that for this division. But yep. it's up to Scott Parker whether he can convince him to stay and, and, and help us get out of that division. And then he can then also have another crack in the Premier League like Mitrovic if we do get promoted. So I, I would like him to stay. I, I'll, predict, I'll predict him he will stay. Okay, excellent there. All right, we're going to end my predictions with the player that has had the most speculation, I think, of any player I've seen in the last three seasons, Emil. This is three seasons (laughs) ongoing with Ryan Sessegnon. It has been annoying beyond belief Mm. with all of the speculation with one team. If there's one team I don't want him to go to, I would Mm. not sell him to this team, Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) Tony Khan, if you're listening, do not sell him to Tottenham Hotspur for many reasons. One, because of Clint Dempsey, two, because of Musa Dembele, and three, because of this stupid speculation I've had to put up with for three years. I'm done with it. Do not sell him to Tottenham Hotspur. And if you do, you make sure you get as much as you can for Ryan Sessegnon. And listen, there is speculation with other teams. Emilio, I would prefer him to go to – I can't believe I'm going to say this. There's no speculation with this team, but this will tell you how strongly I feel about the Spurs thing. I'd rather see him go to Chelsea before I'd like to see him go to Spurs. So that tells you how I feel about that. But here's my prediction, because I think Tony Khan is is going to really work hard on this one. I do think he goes, but I do think that there's going to be a loan back. And I think a loan back makes sense. You and I have talked about this. Hmm. So my prediction is that he leaves, but he's loaned back to Fulham for a season. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think so. I think it's inevitable he will leave. I think he's he's made it quite clear he won't sign an extension to his contract. So we're in that dilemma that, you know, you, you fight tooth and nail to keep him, and then you lose him for nothing in in the end of next season. So the right thing to do is work with the, the club who's willing to purchase him, yeah. negotiate hard, get the mo- most money you can get out of him. What I don't want is if he goes to 
club like Tottenham, which is more likely his end, his end goal and destination, yep. we don't get Tottenham rejects coming to Fulham. I don't want that. Pay cash, Daniel Levy, because you, you like leaving things to the last minute. That's Tony right. Klein, if you, like I said, if you are listening to the show, play hard, hard ball here. Absolutely. Peanuts, and don't take some of these Tottenham rejects that, that Pochettino doesn't want. I want cash and, <laughs> and ideally a loan back. And I've seen a lot of fans questioning the value of having a, a player coming back on loan. Who's I've not, seen that. You know, I I disagree there. He loves the club. He he will, he will continue to perform at the highest level and with the most and same level of passion as he always does. So, Sessegnon loves the club, you know. And if he's going to come back on loan, I guarantee he will give two hundred percent to get Fulham back into where they belong. Oh, I totally agree with that. So that'll be an ideal situation. We're getting back on loan, but let's get plenty of cash for him because then we can u- use that investment on other Championship players to get us okay. out of this division. Okay, so you back my prediction there. Mm. We'll see if that happens. It's funny because I've had some Spurs supporters come at me that say, no, he can play for Pochettino right away, and uh, he's, he's not, not ready, ready for that. He's not ready. I don't, he's, he's not, not ready no, for that. Ready. We, we watch them each and every week. We know better than the Spurs fans. Mm. He's not ready for he that situation. Be. Sorry, he's just not ready. So that's why I think a loan back to full makes sense for everyone involved. That's mm. what I'm predicting and Tony, if you're listening, try to do whatever you can to loan him to 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 get a loan back to with any other team but Spurs. That's just my personal feelings on that. All right, Emilio, this has been a fun show. I've really enjoyed that. Your thoughts on on the show we just did? Yeah, it's amazing. Again, it's uh, you know it's good to get back into the swing of things. You know, it's only like I said, what six weeks away till the start of the season. Um, preseason starts week week after next, so it's been good to sort of ease our way back into it after a six-week break. And, yeah, I hope our listeners will enjoy their prediction. Let us know if you disagree with with what we've said. You know, I'd like, yep. to, I'd like to see maybe put a poll out there, Russ. You know, do people think we'll get 90 points like you predicted or people will get yep. more likely 74 that I predicted? You know, a bit of fun. Okay, that's you, good. Let I, us know I, when you listen. But, you know, at the moment, what I always tend to do traditionally is the week before the season starts, I do yep. that. Listen, you know, and then I always compare, a bit like a geek, but I yep. it's... It's been fun, but it's a great opportunity to get out of the championship. But Tony Khan, invest wisely, please. I know your intentions are in, in, yep. in, to get us out of this division, but if you don't do it this year, next year will be harder. Trust me, it'll be hard. This is an easier-looking championship. Totally agree there, my friend. All right. Well, listen, before we go, I want to mention this because this is a, a new development with Cottage Talk. We were just added to the iHeartRadio app, which is – one of the most popular podcasting apps in the world right now, believe it or not. So if you are listening to Cottage Talk, we are in so many different apps. We've now been added to the iHeartRadio app, so please check us out there. And uh, we're going to have many, many shows for you. I've already been tweeting this and putting this on Facebook. I am determined, with Emilio's help and all of our other co-hosts, to make this the most extensive coverage of film we've ever done on Cottage Talk. And uh, I'm going to make sure that happens. And uh, I look forward to this upcoming season. This is our kickoff episode for the new film season. And I look forward to it. And you can expect many more episodes of Cottage Talk upcoming. Let's just wrap this up there now, my friend. For my co-host, Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. MFS Investment Management. Our active 360 approach to fixed income goes beyond analyzing financials. We combine active security selection and risk management, striving to make the most of complex bond markets. MFS.com slash active 360. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.